This is the gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, after John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Change and trust the good news. As Jesus was passing along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea because they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. And immediately they, they left their nets and followed Jesus. A little farther along, Jesus saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in their boat, mending their nets. And Jesus called them. And immediately, they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the fired, hired hands and followed Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Be seated. I usually don't give my sermons titles in advance, but this one I'm calling, What Language Shall I Borrow? That's a question borrowed from the Good Friday hymn, O Sacred Head Now Wounded. What language shall I borrow? to thank thee, dearest friend, for this thy dying sorrow, for your pity without end. Fish for people. That's a, some borrowed language. What can that mean? What did Jesus mean? Fish for people. Now, just so happens that uh, we got into a conversation about language during our Zoom Christmas this year, uh, my, my wife's family and I. And afterwards, my, my brother-in-law, who is a professor, you know, he teaches uh, history and geography and, uh, of the West and the colonization of the West. And he sent us all an article that woke me up to this question of language. It wasn't about this, but it connected for me. Maybe realize that, you know, when Jesus says, I will make you fish for people, he's, he wasn't talking in English. Mark wasn't written in English. It was Greek, and Jesus himself spoke in Aramaic. So already we've got it third hand, borrowed a couple of times. But what this uh, essay that my brother-in-law Brent sent to us was about, it was, it was by a, a woman named Caitlin Cur Curtis, who is a, a Potawatomi woman, native person from, you know, their lands around what we now call the Great Lakes, so not so far away from here. What she was talking about was pronouns, 
of all things. Pronouns, those little words like he and she and her and him and it. She mentioned how there's a relationship implied in these little words. I mean, me, I, relating to him or her is different than I relating to it. So maybe that's why some of us, people have before cringed at this borrowed language. Jesus says, I will make you fish for people. Fish is not a him or a her. Fish is an it, at least in English. Maybe you have the experience of growing up on a farm or have heard stories told about how you don't name the animals that you're going to eat. It helps us keep some distance. I mean, is Jesus suggesting here that we treat people like it's? That that's what it means to bring people into the faith? That they're no longer him or her or they, but a bunch of it's? I mean, a question worth answering, wrestling with, because it's not obvious from history. You know, when Jesus is talking here, let's change the conversation for a minute from language to land and for those who claim authority over that land. That kind of I-it relationship is what the emperor, that's the emperor's relationship with fish. In the time and place that, you know, Simon and Andrew and James and John and their dad Zebedee were fishing out there, there, were, there was a decree from the emperor that said, the fish, everything in the sea, it's mine. And so if you're going to go fishing, you owe me. The emperor's relationship with the fish was it. Here is, here is uh, mine, my things. These things are how I extract money from people. And those people who do that extracting are its themselves. All of them just resources. Mine. So maybe this can suggest for us why Jesus came here to Galilee of all places. And why when Jesus invited them to follow, they left their nets immediately and their father immediately in the boat. They were ready because of the harm they had experienced in that I-it relationship. They were ready for what Jesus came to be and to bring, which is I thou, I you, I him, 
and I, her, a totally different kind of relationship. One of love and honor, respect. It turns out that in Potawatomi, the language, there is another category of pronouns that we don't have in English. Ones that are hard to maybe translate directly. So what Caitlin Curtis kind of offers to us as ways to, uh, words to approximate what this means are key in the singular and kin. The fish, just like the water itself, are kin, not it. And certainly not quite a him or a her, but kin. A different kind of relationship. Not a resource, not an income source, but kin. You know, there's a way in which this different kind of a relationship that Jesus comes to be is an interruption. It's a change, just like Jesus said at the very beginning. Change in trust in the good news. Interrupts economies. Even interrupts religions. And for Jesus, knowing that he's stepping into the shoes the empty shoes now of John the Baptist. It's a dangerous way to be. It's a dangerous way to talk. It's the way that led to that sacred head now wounded. The cross. Maybe can explain to us why the language Potawatomi was systematically eradicated by the Christian colonists who came before us. Why John the Baptist was arrested. Why Jesus was crucified. Can maybe show us a little bit about what this change, this deep, lifelong transformation that Jesus invites us to be part of. A different kind of relationship. A whole new community. I mean, maybe the, the Iowa Beef and Pork Industry Councils would cringe to hear pigs and cattle talked about as kin. But what Caitlin Curtis goes on to describe is not a, not a screed about vegetarianism, but instead talks about how what kin do is give life to each other and receive life from each other. I mean, her own ancestors were not vegetarians. They fished, they hunted, they were people of the land. But in Understanding these relationships as relationships with kin, they honored and respected every death. 
They didn't need to make those creatures it in order to participate in that movement and cycle of receiving life and giving life. And this is what God is doing. So maybe it's not so bad to borrow this language, Potawatomi, to describe what is happening right here. The here is here is kin. Kin wheat and kin grapes and kin rain and kin wind. And ultimately kin. Brother Christ, the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord, given life for you. And the calling always is to respect that gift, to borrow language, to give thanks for that gift, to live our lives as that thanksgiving in giving life to others. O make me thine forever, and should I fainting be, Lord, let me never, never outlive my love for thee. Thanks be to God.